What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. Well, hey there out there. Thanks for being with us today. We have a, how would I call this? Our topic today is is sort of... uh, it's a little bit insightful, perhaps, and thought-provoking, and and might make you a little contemplative. I think contemplative is a good a good word. The, the topic is very contemplative. Would would result in your being contemplative? I hope anyway, because that's a good thing. Uh, you know, this last week has been a little stressful for me, and. When I tell you why, you'll probably chuckle because it doesn't seem like it should have been stressful, but this all feeds into our topic, and that's conflict and resolving conflict. And an important thing to know and to remember when you're having conflict, uh, especially with someone else, but I guess also internally, is that we all respond to things differently, right? based on our, our history, based on our upbringing, based on our paradigm, our world, our comfort zone, as you've heard me talk about many, many times on this show. And, you know, that comfort zone, those words, it's kind of funny because that place is not a really comfortable place most of the time. It's a place where we kind of rein ourselves in and feel like we don't have to take a lot of risk and become vulnerable. And now some people have larger comfort zones or more malleable comfort zones, if you will, so that they're okay taking some level of risk. They're okay with vulnerability or they might see things differently so that what is vulnerable to one person does not feel vulnerable to another, right? So it's that paradigm we're talking about. And what's, what's been going on in my life the last week is it's kind of funny as it's finally drawing to an end is I got this brainiac idea that I want a new kitchen floor put in my kitchen and, oh, you know, I'll just go and buy these tiles and, you know, have a contractor put the floor in and a couple of days later, woohoo, I'll have this gorgeous floor. I'm sick and tired of my old floor. And, you know, I was peeling and doing some nasty stuff. So I was really thrilled to get this done. Well, <laughs> if anybody's ever installed a floor, you know that it's not so simple. And and it means tearing up the old, the old stuff. I had linoleum down there. So that was a real bear to tear up. And what do we encounter when we pull up the linoleum? Ha <laughs> ha, black mold, right? So I go in to this whole thing very excited. And then I start shifting, right, how I feel because we discovered something really, really, really scary and I didn't know what to do about it and finally got that taken care of. And I'm getting fed up with having my stove, refrigerator, dishwasher all in the other room, which happens to be my 
living room, okay? So that's kind of difficult. And the animals start freaking out because they're out of their routine. So I've got these two big, huge 100-pound dogs, right, that are 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 not feeling well and 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 stressing and especially duke and he's he's like 110 pounds and he's 11 years old and he's he's so nervous and so scared he starts limping around the place and and he's just making himself sick and so what happens i start getting stressed and sick now the reason i tell you this story which you know floors down things are moved back in just a little touch up we have to do and we're all good so everybody's all happy and the dogs got used to the routine and so did i but the reason i bring this up is is to demonstrate i'm curious how you're thinking you know how you feel you would have gone through that same exact scenario and whether you would have taken on a ton of stress, a lot more than I did. I mean, you know, I was, let, let's say I was moderately stressed, okay? Uh, did you, would you become like really freaked out? Would you have just kind of rolled with the punches and not been phased by it at all? What would have been your trigger? Okay, having all of my appliances in my living room really did not trigger me uh, in terms of things being out of, out of, where they, you know, should be. But what did trigger me was the dog's stress because I was very concerned for my animals. And then what triggered me to the next level, I guess, up the ante a little bit in the stress was um, the fact that I wasn't eating healthy because my kitchen was in disarray. I couldn't cook much. And um, finding that black mold, knowing in the cleanup there could be mold spores in the, in the air and everything, I didn't really want to prepare food in the house. And so then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm starting to eat junk. I can't do that, you know. And so that notched me up a little bit. And there were little steps along the way that, that just kept notching up. But still, uh, in spite of all that, I maintained, I would say, a moderate stress level. I didn't ever go into freak out zone or anything like that. So everybody has different responses to different situations, right? There are some people I know, I was, I was speaking to some friends the other day and they were like, oh my gosh, I couldn't take it. I'd have to move out and stay in a hotel. I wouldn't have been able to cope. I would have had to try to board the dogs. I would have, you know, and then others who were like, ah, why, why is that even phasing you? It shouldn't even phase you. So it's a, just a little inconvenience. Well, they weren't living here, but, you know, everybody has a different stress level. Everybody has different triggers. Everybody has a different comfort zone, a different paradigm, a different amount of patience, a different outlook. You know, I kept focusing on, well, this will be done. And I'm really excited to have the floor. The kitchen will look so much nicer. So today we're talking about those those different paradigms and how people can so easily get into conflict because they have diff- different belief systems and they have different um, stress responses and they have different trigger points just like you and I may have in terms of you know going through what I went through in this last week with the new kitchen floor and everything that you know delayered <laughs> as that was all going on right so I want you to keep that in mind as we talk about conflict this is such an important topic. And it came up for me as a topic for Inc. Magazine when I spoke with Jack Canfield last week. For those of you who don't know he is, he's who he is. He's the uh, the co-founder and author of Chicken Soup for the Soul. 
And uh, he's a really wonderful man, brilliant businessman, brilliant motivational speaker. And uh, I, I always enjoy speaking with him. And we were talking about how simple misunderstandings can lead to just disastrous results that don't have to be so disastrous. And in a nutshell, this is all because everybody has a different perspective on life. They have different trigger points. They have different hierarchy, uh, hierarchical needs, right? And and so we respond differently and we act differently. So, for instance, have you ever have you ever been in a situation where you hear about that perfect couple and all of a sudden they're getting a divorce, or? Two family members who, you know, they always seemed okay and all of a sudden you find out they haven't spoken to one another in six months or a year or what have you. And it just makes you so surprised, so so shocked and so curious. you got to wonder how these things just happen in a relationship that seemed just fine one day and then suddenly it's just not, right? And it's it's so wasteful when two people who normally get along and, and could be great together in life in one way or the other, whether it's siblings, business partners, married couples, whatever it is, it's just so wasteful when they can't work things out. So I have seen a lot of this going on lately in business partnerships. And... You know, the thing about business partnerships is when you choose a business partner, it's often just out of passion because you come up with an idea together or one of you comes up with the idea and says to the other, hey, you could really help me out. You don't want to do it alone. And this person has some things that, you know, some skill sets or some knowledge or some connections that could really help you out. So it starts off as a good thing. But then the very thing that you chose that partner Four, you know, their their differences, the way they view things differently, their different strengths, um, their different uh, level of, of risk adversity. You know, you may not be risk adverse at all, and, and they are, and that's probably a good thing, right, because you, you need somebody to balance you. Those very things can slowly build up until you find yourself in this environment of distraught, distrust or or anger even because that person or you have done something that you're taking action from this different place, this different paradigm, this different comfort zone, right? Due to a poor choice in partners or or what have you. We're even talking employees here too, by the way. Employees, you know, they can start out being the perfect employee and all of a sudden, not so much, right? But too often, what could be a great relationship goes sour simply because a conflict doesn't get resolved because you're acting from these different places. You have this different knowledge of this of the world, different experience of the world, and it causes a conflict and that conflict keeps getting bigger and bigger because it's never been ironed out. So we're going to talk about how to recognize a conflict and how to iron out that conflict, how to get it out there and actually go through some forgiveness too from two of my friends, Jack Canfield and the wonderful Sean Duperon from Sean TV and uh, the founder of the not-for-profit foundation called Project Forgive. So we're going to talk about of course, you know, my thoughts and feelings mixed in with what, what I've talked about in the last week with, with Sean and Jack. So, 
you know, when when I spoke to, to Jack, he said something that I thought was so perfect. He said, accepting that for some people, accepting that they are wrong about something important can make them feel like they did something bad and therefore bad as a person and that they are a bad person. And you got to remember that, you know, some people that feeling is so strong that they'd rather admit they'd rather not admit they did something wrong and uh, go through life miserable. So they're choosing uh, you know, just keeping things to themselves as being miserable versus getting it out in the open, talking it through and being happy. Some people would rather be happy than be truthful about what's been going on. So think about that for a few minutes. We'll be back here in just a minute. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Familia, faith, identity, tradición. Latina life is never boring, but it can be muy dramática. So how do you coexist between the old school ways of la abuela and the new school life you're creating for yourself without losing your faith, familia, identity, or tradiciones? Welcome to Living Latina with Francesca Escoto, where culture curls and curves collide in one spicy cross-cultural conversation that will leave you begging for mas. Francesca tackles all the important issues, from politics to family values, to religion to, you guessed it, relationships and men. As Chief Everything Officer at the Wow Factor, Francesca is passionate about showing women of all cultures, ages, and lifestyles how to rock what they've got with style, sass, and smarts. Be sure to join her every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for Living Latina, only on the WooHoo Radio Network. every Monday at 10 a.m. Central for the Johnny Rowland News, Guns, and Motorsports Radio Show with commentary about current events, guns, shooting, and firearms issues, automotive and motorsports features, and special music presentations. Johnny is recognized as an international firearms authority and ballistic engineer, as well as an accomplished and widely recognized automotive designer and longtime TV and radio host. This program draws on Johnny's experience in shooting, motorsports, and as a professional entertainer musician. Don't miss Johnny Rowland News, Guns, and Motorsports. Infotainment at its best. Trust us on this one. It's a fun show. Every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Central, right here on the Toginet Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. 
And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. And so when we were going into break, I, I was talking about the differences that people have, that different perspective, the different paradigm, and how it really all depends on how we're raised and, and everything is built off of that. And I dug up Jack's exact quote. He said this, too many people would rather be right than be happy. Accepting that they are wrong about something important can make people feel like they did something bad and therefore they are a bad person. But the fact is, you're a good person who just did something off course. That's all. So I think it's important because those, I talked about triggers earlier, right? A lot of times there are just different things that that happen in life that that are very specific that can trigger that sense of, ah, I'm bad, I'm bad. How many times growing up were you told that you were a bad boy or a naughty girl for, for doing something that, you know, kids do, right? I mean, I think every parent back, you know, Maybe millennials didn't hear it as much, but certainly the older millennials and the generations before that heard that a lot. You bad boy, put that away. You know you're not supposed to get into that. You did something off course and you were told you you were a bad person, right? Really, when you think about the psychology of that, it's it's very powerful. So, gosh, I know so many people who will make a simple mistake and they'll just freak out because they get so angry with themselves. And I think that this is right on. This is a really important po- point to consider. You do something wrong, you make a mistake, and, and you beat up on yourself. This could be one of the reasons why. So I said thought-provoking at the in the opening of the show. You know, just think about this. Does this hit home for you? Really give it some thought. Something that is really important to remember here, and this is for you as well as everyone else, is that everyone has basic needs. And those needs are are put in an order for us. And, and the order that those needs come may be very different for different people. They're based on, many of them are based on value. Now, of course, you know, we have things like food and and sleep and, you know, having some sort of a roof over our head and clothes on our back that is going to be up there for most people because we need those things to survive. Water, you know, we need those things to survive. But there are other values that are really important to some and less important to others. And so our lists will be very different. But we all have very, very basic needs, beginning with the the very human needs that I listed onto needs for nurturing and need for self-esteem, need to um, provide uh, a need to have a certain amount of freedom. Whatever your needs and your values are, those will definitely drive your actions, your words, and, and, and everything else. And when you feel angry with someone for something that they did or said, that's the first thing you want to do right away to diffuse that anger to some point is to consider that they're doing the best they can given what their needs are and given the awareness, the tools, those internal resources, the knowledge, the sophistication, the life experience that they have at the time. Now, all of that changes, right, because 
hopefully most of us go on to evolve. Now, there are some people who just don't seem to evolve at all or maybe until they're on their deathbed and they have all of these um, regrets and awarenesses. But, you know, spirituality, education, opportunities, mentorships, coaching, all of those things help us evolve into um, a higher state. I guess that's the easiest way to put it. And so those needs may be met in a very different way, or we may not, uh, if approval is a need or self-esteem, having strong self-esteem is a need for someone, we may realize that those things have to come from within before we can go to outside resources. And so as we grow and evolve, our actions and words will change based in, you know, on different circumstances because our paradigm changes and our comfort zone stretches. Now, we may not even know that we're doing something wrong, as the other person would see it, or saying something hurtful. And and I'll be guilty of that. I've got a fairly tough skin. And so I'll say something very blunt to someone sometimes. And, and partially that's what makes me a, a, a great coach is that, you know, I'm not afraid to say most anything as long as it's not intended to be hurtful, if it's insightful and if it's something that would help the person, I'll say it. And and sometimes people have different sore spots, right? Different triggers. And some people can be very hurt by it. But it's important to remember that everybody has that different paradigm. Now, in an extreme scenario, if you take someone who was raised by, oh, I don't know, law-breaking, drug-addicted parents or probably, in that case, a single parent, uh, they have a much different perspective of right and wrong than somebody who was raised by your more typical average American parents, right? Um, so they have a different perspective of right and wrong, they, or they have a different tolerance level for right and wrong. Because again, we're going back to that survival instinct, that hierarchy of needs, if you will, right? And and when you get to that point, you may be in prison or on very, very dangerous streets. There's one thing that's important to you, and that is survival. That's, you know... That's what is most important. So in a more common business scenario where there are two partners um, who are not likely to have the same opinion, and that, that should be the way it is because if you're just alike, you're going to make a lot of mistakes in business. When you have a partner who's different than you, like one is more money-focused, um, more frugal, more cautious with with uh, decision making and the other is someone who's just really wildly creative and out there and willing to act on every single idea, just bam, you know, that's what makes a good partnership, right? Because there's some balance. And yet those two people are very likely to get into disagreements that could really boil over the top if they don't uh, resolve their conflicts. So with an awareness of your differences, and the fact that there is good in both, it becomes a lot easier to have this open, honest discussion that we're going to talk about and, um, you know, not harbor that resentment and that anger and let it just really, really blow up into something else. People may feel like they have few or no options in a situation because those different values lead to different options, right? And... um or different choices, I should say. 
and those can be mistaken, right? So resolving conflict and forgiving others and forgiving yourself, three important things, resolve that conflict, forgive yourself, and forgive the other party or parties involved. Doing those three things puts you back in the present where really good stuff can happen to you and you can take action to create uh, future gains for yourself, your team, and your company, and your family. And, you know, when I was talking to Mr. Canfield about this, you know, I realized, gosh, this guy, you know, he, he was kidnapped once and assaulted by a total stranger. He was physically abused by an alcoholic father growing up. He has suffered through embezzlement big time and, and uh, in one case from a trusted employee, okay? Uh, he's had frivolous and costly lawsuits filed against him and he's been taken advantage of in business. So this man knows firsthand how important it is to forgive others and in all those cases you know even even the the person who caused physical harm the persons i should say caused physical harm jack has come around to be able to forgive those people now when you forgive somebody it doesn't mean that you have to have them in your life if it's something extreme like that it doesn't mean that you have to trust them ever again. It doesn't mean that an employee who sues you for for unlawful whatever it was, he, he let go of an employee and, you know, she couldn't get another job. And so she sued him for letting her go. And uh, he just settled that case rather than letting it drag on in court. And he's he's very public about that. So it's okay that I repeat it. But you know, as as Jack said, I'll never have that woman working for me again, but I'm civil to her if I see her at events, right? So you don't have to hang on to the anger and you don't have to stand in that place of I was right, I was wrong, right, and live miserably. You can be happy and let go of it and say, okay, I shared some part in this. Because remember, really, really important, whenever something goes astray, we always have some ownership in it. Always, always. And when you can accept that first, then the the path to forgiveness and resolving your conflicts is is well on the way. So when we get back from the break, I'm going to talk about some of my observations and also Jack Canfield's um, six-step uh, course to resolving conflict. And, and this is in his Success Principles book, uh, How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. And so I think he has some pretty sage advice and uh, it's a path of to letting go and moving into a really successful future, keeping your valuable partnership intact if that's, if that's uh, what is best for you and the company and, and your partner and everyone involved. And uh, going through these steps with the person involved in your conflict is so powerful. But keep in mind while we're talking about this, if that's just not possible, if they won't participate or if they're whatever, uh, put your feelings in writing as the first step toward resolving your internal conflict. And that is really, really going to take you down that path of forgiveness, both forgiveness of yourself and forgiveness of the party involved. So while we're in break, give some thought to something that was left unresolved for you that you'd like to work on as we go through these examples during the next part of the show.
unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live la bella vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live la bella vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, labellavitacosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on toginet.com. Mobile is the future, and the future is now. Listen in each week, Tuesdays, 4 to 5 Central, to Brilliant Mobile Marketing with your host, Mobile Mary, as we simplify the hottest marketing channel, Mobile Marketing, and share secrets on how you can use mobile to be more brilliant, be more profitable, and have more fun in your industry. Join us each week to learn from brilliant business leaders on how to simply and easily capture a list of raving fans and turn them into loyal customers. This show will help business owners, authors, and speakers realize their own brilliance by tapping into the insights of fellow brilliant business leaders. We will also showcase brilliant tools, both traditional and digital, that will make you more brilliant in everything you do. Don't miss your date with Brilliant Mobile Marketing and your host, Mobile Mary, America's mobile marketing expert, as she shares her success strategies every Tuesday from 4 to 5 Central. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. So we're going to talk about the six steps to resolving conflict internal and with someone else. And I'd like I'd like you to imagine this scenario in your head because if you're a parent, you've experienced it most likely. If you're not, you've seen it on TV or you've seen another kid do this, but it's it's the perfect it's the perfect example of what we're talking about here. You know how let's say one brother steals the other brother's um, piece of candy or or takes his toy without permission and and the kid that got whatever it is stolen from him gets really angry and he starts stomping and maybe even hits his brother right and a parent comes into the room and says you you know you tell your brother that you're sorry and you tell him that everything's okay you know and and the kid the kid turns to the other and he says I'm sorry, but you know, he's really not sorry. Can you picture it? You know, he hit his brother for stealing his candy and he has to say, I'm sorry, but he's really angry. He lost his candy and in his little mind, in his paradigm, he had every right to hit his brother, right? You know, so, well, the reason for that 
the reason that he's not really sorry is because he hasn't had a chance to go through these stages. You know, we, for forgiveness and resolving conflict, we actually have to go through stages. Now, do the stages have to take days and weeks and months and years? Well, for some it does, you know, in a case where, you know, someone is raped or, or someone is in a car accident and, and someone they love was killed. And and I know people these things have happened to, you know, it does take a long time to go through the forgiveness. For something smaller, obviously, you can go through it faster. But these are the six phases that we go through. Okay. Now, you may want to write them down, but I will tell you that as this podcast is being aired, it's uh, May 19th of 2014, and on the 20th tomorrow on my Inc. page, you're going to see my interview with Jack Canfield, and these stages will be there. So Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen tabaka. So the first stage is to acknowledge, right, your anger and resentment, Okay. So, so you, re- you want to acknowledge it to yourself, and if you're working through a conflict with another person, you want to let them know what's going on. I feel angry and disappointed that you're not doing your fair share of work here, or an employer might say, you know, I feel, I feel very confused and, and a bit angry because I see you leaving here a half hour to 40 minutes early every day. And uh, I'm paying you for a full eight-hour days. You know, so voice it. If it's something you've got to deal with um, or resolve within yourself, then go ahead and, and journal about it. Write it down or talk to somebody about it. If you have a therapist or a coach or a really good friend that you tr- who you trust, talk to them about it. Acknowledge that anger and resentment because it's okay. Anger is not a bad thing. It's part of a process. It's when we react from an angry place that we can get into the bad stuff, like hurting someone, okay? So anger in and of itself is not a bad thing. Don't feel like a bad person when you get angry. And boy, have I heard people say that. I feel so bad because I got really angry. Don't feel bad. It's a phase, okay? It's, 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 it's one of the stages we have to go through. Anger can be a good thing. Um, you know, if you hurt someone's feelings or if they hurt your feelings, actually, acknowledge the anger. Acknowledge that it, it hurt you. Acknowledge that, yeah, I do feel a bit angry about it and it's okay. And that's actually step number two. Acknowledge the hurt and pain. So you might say to that person, uh, who that, that business partner, for instance, who isn't doing their share of the work, it really hurt me and, and caused a lot of stress for me. When, you, when we brought on this new client together, knowing that it was going to be a ton of work and commitment, and you took two weeks off and dumped the whole project on me. Okay, talk about that. And, and let the person know, this is how I'm feeling. And it's best to have time where it's uninterrupted, where you can go through these stages, at least the first three, and, uh, and talk about it uninterrupted. So number three is acknowledge the fears and self-doubt that it created, okay? So I was afraid in this case. I was afraid that I couldn't do it alone. I didn't have what it takes. I couldn't do all the work. I was afraid that maybe you weren't going to come back. I was afraid 
that you're going to drop the ball in every project that comes up and never get back on board with the company. I was afraid of what this meant, you leaving for, for two weeks right after this. I was afraid that whatever, okay, uh, if if you're resolving a conflict in your marriage, you know, talk about, gosh, you know, this really scared me. I was really afraid that what? There's always fear involved in this, okay? There's always some level of self-doubt or fear. It's there in just about every conflict because conflicts, remember, come from our paradigm, come from our belief systems, come from our limiting self. So there's always some sort of fear. And addressing that fear, writing it down especially, can be so extremely powerful, okay? Number four, and remember, these are out of uh, Jack Canfield's book, The Success Principles, How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. So there, there's so much more useful, wonderful, insightful information in that book. So, you know, if, if this resonates with you or if it's even, even if it's something new and you're thinking, you know, I'd like to know more before I commit to doing this process, that's where you can learn more. Um, so you've you've acknowledged that you're angry, that there was some resentment there. You've acknowledged that it caused pain and it, it hurt. And that's a really hard thing for strong people to do, right? But it's important. It's part of these stages. You acknowledge the fears and self-doubt it created. Now, here's the hardest one, I think. Own any part you may have played in letting it occur and allowing it to continue. In the case of the business partner who took two weeks off, maybe he told you three weeks ago that he was going to do that. And maybe he told you when you brought on that new client that, oh my goodness, we have to be aware of this. You know, there's some part in it that you you played, okay, Maybe he just came in out of nowhere and said, you know what, Mac, would you mind? I know we're really busy, but my family and I plan this trip and I forgot to tell you about it. Well, maybe you let it happen. Maybe you should have stood up right then and there and said, no, absolutely not. I'm sorry. How can we do this? Or what What can you do to help um, make this possible even if you're not here or something? right? There's always some ownership that we can step into in just about any given situation. Now, I'm, I'm going to create a little, a little yeah, but caveat kind of thing here. Um, oftentimes, and I think, and I could be wrong, but I think women tend to do this probably more than men. We take on a deserving attitude. Well, like, yeah, I really deserve that because. Um, don't go there. Okay, you're acknowledging that you played a part, but you're doing that from strength, okay, not from weakness, not that you deserve to be hurt or you deserve to be beat up on or you deserve to be raped, God forbid, or you deserved whatever horrible thing happened in your life. That's not what we're looking for here, okay? We're looking for some acknowledgement. I allowed this to to run my life for two years after this tragic event happened. I allowed my thinking to go to places that I knew weren't healthy for me. Okay, so in a really, really tragic occurrence, it would look more like that. 
Okay, so that's step number four is owning any part you may have played and letting it occur and allowing it to continue or allowing it to change you or allowing it to affect your life in some some very, very negative way internally and externally or one or the other. Okay, so that in the business partnership could be something like the scenarios I gave you or something like, I'm sorry that I didn't tell you how I felt sooner and that I just let this this fester and I didn't tell you what I needed from you and give you the chance to explain or give you the chance to deliver, okay? So those are the kinds of scenarios that you might uh you know, see this in. So think about what you're trying to resolve here and you how you can apply that in your situation. Okay. Number five. Okay. Acknowledge what you wanted and needed and what you didn't get. And go ahead and put yourself in the other person's shoes to understand where he or she was coming from at the time. Remember those hierarchical needs, right? What needs was the other person trying to meet, however, inelegantly or through, you know, through his or her behavior. So in a case, uh, the business partner case that goes on a vacation, maybe that number one value in that person is, is family, where your number one value is success, right? You can see where that conflict would come in because we can't always manage our family life and give what we need to give if um, if success is a number one value. There are sacrifices always, okay? And, and so, you know, acknowledging where they're coming from. Wow, I know how important Joe's family is to him and I understand that he would, he would be able to walk away from this deal altogether if it meant making his family happy by delivering on a promise, something that he promised to do months ago. Okay, so think about what resources they have at the time. And when it's, an, again, a very tragic situation, think about the person and what lack of resources they have at the time. Now, this doesn't mean they're, you are condoning the behavior. Please don't get that confused. You are simply creating an awareness of where the behavior comes from, okay? So you're acknowledging what you wanted, what your needs were, and you're putting yourself in the other person's shoes and you're voicing it. I want to feel like I have a partner who's there to support me. And, you know, I understand that you have that family who needs you. And I understand that you promised them the vacation. I need us to find a way to share the responsibilities, no matter what the family needs are, and satisfy both your family needs and here at work. We'll be back in just a minute. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. 
After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, And yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back to The Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. So we've talked about these six stages of, uh, you know, how, how to settle a conflict and how to lead to forgiveness because forgiveness is so important. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that after we go into the sixth one, which is actually appreciate and forgive the person. Okay, you bring so much to this company and I value our relationship and or if it's a family member, I love you and I I need us to continue to, you know, fix this and and let's put this in the past and make sure we communicate better in the future. So those are the kinds of things we're looking for. So it's that self-forgiveness that you've worked on through these stages as well as um you know, really forgiving the other person and really and truly being able to let it go. Now, another caveat, right? Letting it go doesn't necessarily mean not remembering it ever, ever, ever. It means remembering it without the pain connected. Because if your partner, let's say your business partner, um, behaves in, in a way that is detrimental to the company, truly, and they keep apologizing and they keep repeating the behavior, you need to remember that and you do need to take action on it. Something needs to be resolved. And so it's it's not it's not about putting it away and pretending it never happened. It's about looking at the mistakes that you've both made and working together to rectify them and and not allow those mistakes to repeat themselves. Okay. So don't get the two confused. So those are the six stages that I talked to Jack Canfield about. And uh, the previous week, I spoke to my friend Sean Duperon, who's a remarkable six-time Emmy Award-winning producer. 
And um, Sean has taken on a mission called Project Forgive to raise awareness around the importance of forgiveness in this world. And since talking to Sean about that, I've, I've done a little research and I found a few films on, on YouTube um, that have just been oh so touching and so moving. And I, you know, we just have to realize that forgiveness isn't just for us or just for the other person. It's about an, it's about a global attitude. It's about world peace. It's about um, understanding what makes the world go round and finding a way to make it smoother. This can be a very global effort, and it's important to remember that. Now, my interview with Sean is over on Inc., and, and that posted last week, and it's called Why You Must Forgive Yourself for Your Company's Sake. So we took the business approach on it. And here I'll say that it's important, you know, not just for your company's sake, of course, but for your own sake and for the sake of those whom you love. And it may sound like a simple concept, but the impact is so powerful and so complex. And, you know, we go through life and it's not all hunky-dory, right? Wouldn't it be nice if it were? But there are times when we're hurt or we're betrayed or we're ignored or something painful happens to us. And uh, especially for those entrepreneurs out there, we entrepreneurs, it's, it's like, are you going to take a dive into the pool off the lower diving board or off the high dive? You know, that's the difference. Entrepreneurs are up there on the high, higher board, right? And so we are taking on more risk. We are taking on a lot more emotional risk as well as financial risk. And, and it's even more emotional than financial. So it's important. And what really, you know, my observation is when I talk to people, what, what really separates those outrageously just like truly successful entrepreneurs from those of the, those who struggle is the ability to face these painful events in a really, really healthy way. Those who can't move on and live in bitterness and live in angerness and self-loathing even, uh, they don't get very far. But those who have a powerful emotions and can resolve those emotions, okay, those are the people who get farther. Or those who learn not to even overreact to things. And overreact, that's probably not a good choice of words because, again, we're coming from our comfort zone, our paradigm. So to us, we're not overreacting. But watch your self-destructive behavior. And, uh, you know, when you get stuck in that anger and blame, you're likely to repeat yourself as an entrepreneur, repeat the mistakes, rather. Uh, you're likely to ignore the red flags. So you'll you'll kind of go into a shell, basically. And um, you won't take the responsibility for your part of, of what has happened. All of these things are really detrimental. When you can, again, as we talked about in the six steps, when you can see and accept your part in a bad situation, those problems will resolve themselves. And that's the conversation that Sean and I had a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, something important, that I think is that maybe we shouldn't seek to forgive what has been done to us as much as seek to forgive ourselves 
for allowing that personal pain to interfere with our need and our desire to be happy and to be successful. So think about that. Self-forgiveness comes number one. And I, I promise you, if you're angry, angry, angry with someone else, there's some stuck forgiveness in there or some stuck lack of forgiveness in yourself towards yourself. And it's not easy to forgive yourself. But when you don't, when you don't, you're only going to uh, make the, the damage that's been done is going to become so much more significant. So Sean and I talked about what forgiveness brings, okay? And one of the things is confidence. Definitely when, when you are able to forgive in business, uh, what Sean said is that she can promote without shame and her confidence level grew and that, you know, once she forgave all of the things that happened in her case, what happened was she had a, um, a little movie go viral. Okay. A little video go viral and it was amazing. But, you know, there were, she said, what people don't know is there were so many doors slammed in my face and there were two other videos that we did and we worked so hard on and poured so many resources into that fell flat on, you know, just fell flat, didn't happen. And so there was a lot of anger there. But once she could forgive those those people who slammed those doors in her face and understand that there was a reason that happened, right, you can can really step into being powerful again. It's difficult to take risks when you're holding on to blame and carrying the emotional burden of your past mistakes and those of others, okay? Uh, perseverance is another one. You can keep going. You can ask other people for help without shame. That's a big one. If you're not forgiving yourself, you're afraid to ask for help. You can continue to take emotional risk and um, to grieve your losses. You can continue to forgive yourself, okay? So there's a lot of perseverance that comes with forgiveness, a lot of power, just so much strength and so much inner um, spirit that can come when you let go of all this stuff, really. And responsibility. A lot of, you know, once again, and and I've stressed this through the entire show, right? It's important to take responsibility. Every drama that's created in our business, in our life, Sean and I both agreed on this, it's it's something that we've generated. It's something that we've started because of our limiting beliefs, because of our viewpoint, because of, you know, maybe in when it comes to one part of life, you tend to have a very myopic viewpoint or whatever it is, a very rigid viewpoint. Every drama, we didn't listen to those red flags. We hired somebody, we hired that employee, Matilda, who we knew was going to be an office gossip and probably not very productive inside. Our gut told us that, but we hired her anyway because we really needed somebody fast and and she caused all this drama. That's your share. She may be the one perpetuating the problem, but you are the one who started it in the very beginning. So it's important that we we do that. And when a leader finally gets that, that's where the powerful success comes from. And I see it all of the time. You've got to acknowledge and embrace your regrets and your anger, and you'll find the power. 
I do. I see it all the time. Once you can let go, I always give the example of a, a glass of water and, and it's a tall glass. Just envision this. And the water in the glass is your stress level, your emotions, your lack of forgiveness, all that gooey stuff, right? If that glass is filled to the top, any little addition, any stressful experience, anything someone says to you that you could interpret in a negative way but don't have to is going to send that glass just overflowing and all that water is just going to go everywhere and you're just going to have a mess to clean up, okay? It's toxic. So you got to drain that glass. you got to keep it at a – nobody can keep it empty, I don't think. Maybe a Buddhist monk on top of a mountain somewhere. But, you know, if you're living in life, nobody can keep that glass empty of toxins, okay? Fill it with love. Keep it empty of toxins. You're just going to blow everything up in your world. It's going to go over the top if you don't take responsibility, if you don't forgive, Okay. And act responsibly in the, the, from the learning that you've gained from this. You know, gain a new perspective. Evaluate it. When something goes astray in your life, the, there's so much power in it. If you sit down and you evaluate it and you talk about what you've learned from it and what you're going to do differently in the future. Oh, my goodness, there's so much power. If you look at the good that came out of it, because trust me, there's good that comes out of everything. Everything, even the most tragic experiences, there is good because when good happens, there is a vast amount of personal growth and spiritual growth. So find the good and document it and remind yourself of it and live in it. This is Marla Tabaka, and it has been my pleasure to be here with you this week. I hope I was able to inspire you through something that has had its grips on you for for a little bit and, and that you're ready to let go of, and I hope you're ready to do that. Go ahead and send me your stories. Send me your success stories. Send me your questions at Marla at Marla Tabaka, T-A-B-A-K-A. Dot com And please do visit me at Inc, Inc, I-N-C dot com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka. And we'll see you back here on TogiNet very soon. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka from Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there,